Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. All right. Well, happy Thursday, everybody. It's Rich Birch from the Unseminary Podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. I'm so glad that you've decided to uh, spend some time with us today. I know you're a busy church leader, and so I just really value the fact that you take some time to listen in uh, today as we head into the weekend. Uh, today, we've got a real treat. Uh, we've got my friend Chris Rivers on the line. Super excited to have him. Uh, he's with an organization that he's just started called Culture Bus, and I want to make sure uh, that you know about Chris and know about what he's up to. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rich. Super pumped to be here, man. Love what you're doing and love what's happening at Liquid Church. Man, come on. Let's do it. <laughs> nice. Well, why don't you give us a bit of the Chris River story? Try to compress your entire life down into, you know, a few punchy sentences. <laughs> yes, I will do that. Well, I, first of all, really just grateful to hang out with you. It's always a privilege to uh, learn from leaders and you're doing some great stuff and want to thank right. you. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right. So anyways, here's the deal. This is my story. Quick nutshell. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, seven years ago, I I got into this whole ministry world. I was in the banking industry and I had the opportunity to kind of help start a company called Secure Give. You might have heard of that. Mm -hmm. They do these donation kiosks, pay with your debit card, let's make more money and do more ministry, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was really in its infancy. Uh, the technology was wow to some people. I don't know if I can handle this. So six months into that, um, move fast forward, I had the opportunity to work with a company called Arena, which was a church management software company. They helped get church management in the doors at Willow Creek and North Point and mm -hmm. You know, these churches that had developers to change code and whatnot. So I was the sales guy. I went in, mm -hmm. showed them the product, hang out, yay, Jesus, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, through that process, I had the opportunity to meet the guys at New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And the next thing I know, they conned me into coming on staff and <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this thing. It's funny, I came on staff April 1st, 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know if it was a joke to them, but <laughs> it was really something quite unique. Um, at, at the time, we were running about 10,000 on a Sunday, five mm -hmm. campuses. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're seeing some things that are just amazing, right? Mm. And so I came on staff um, and ready to go, suit up, show up. My first day, I think I ran nine miles that morning and just <laughs> super excited about this call to ministry. Didn't know what the expectation was, but I was ready to go. Mm -hmm. And for the first year, I worked my tail feathers off, changing everything, right? Mm -hmm. We were using Fellowship One, the Arena, all this stuff, changing it. Um, and you know how change is at the church, right? Yeah, it's a little tough. challenging to mm -hmm. take. And uh, so about a year and a half into this uh, change of software, we launched it. It was a rocky start. Mm -hmm. And I remember Shane Duffy, uh, one of our directional leadership team guys, brought me in his office. He said, hey, man, I love you, Chris, but I need you to convert us back to Fellowship One. And <laughs> this was like, I mean, the craziest thing in the world. I was a laughing stock to the Fellowship One guys. I mean, they right. had a payday with me, right? Right, right, right. And, right, right. Uh, and it hurt my heart. You know, uh, my pride was broken. And so at the time, I I was working on a team that Tony Morgan had started mm -hmm. called the Central Ops. It was kind of like the Cirque du Soleil of ministry. And uh, <laughs> I moved from there to the IT team, which I referred to 
uh, that room is the IT closet. <laughs> Growing so rapidly, we literally worked out of a closet. Oh wow! And uh, I'm I'm really struggling with my calling. You know, mm. I'm not doing what I was thought I was supposed to be doing. Everything that I had worked for had been stripped, and it was in that moment that I almost quit and mm. really learned the difference between abiding and striving and ministry mm. and. You know, letting God do His thing through you, right. uh, and and trusting in that process. Um, and one day, one of the guys in IT said, "Hey, man, there's this guy coming on staff, Rich Birch. Go give him his laptop." You know, and I was like, uh, "Okay, sure. What do you want me to say to him? Don't worry about it. Just give him his laptop." And so I thought about all the things that I wish someone had told me when hmm. I transitioned into ministry. Um, I had come to a new place. Um, there were new faces. There was new. I didn't even know what ministry was about. I'm right. like, here I am. They just wanted me to come on staff. Well, who am I, you know? Right. And um, and so I rem- that 30-minute conversation turned into a 90-day staff development program that, that I kind of helped put together and launch in 2010. Right. And so in around 2010, we had about 138 staff. Uh, we were, I mean, we were blowing up, man. I mean, right. it was just crazy, crazy stuff. And within a year and a half, Okay, we hired 147 people. Wow. We literally wow. doubled our staff in a year and a half. I wow. mean, I'm telling you, every Monday there were people coming on staff, sometimes five, one day 15, another mm. day three. And I'm like, holy cow, how do you help transition people right. in the industry? So, you know, you start doing something, you start learning after your mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. And about a year in, into this, I realized that the transition process is one of the most critical things that we do, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. as ministry leaders, the way that we transition people into an into something mm-hmm. either makes them or breaks them, right? Mm-hmm. And so I really start to question and really get before the Lord to say, what do you want that to look like? Because culture has so much to do with that, right? right, right and right, so right. one of the things I learned through that process is that culture is what your environments, they say you value, right? Mm-hmm. So so I'm all about this culture development thing and culture development to me is saturating your environments with your vision. And so it doesn't matter if you're a new staff person or you're a new volunteer or you're new on day one, that environment that you walk into, it sets the tone Hmm. for your transition. Hmm. And so that's really kind of how Culture Bus started. And I started getting pastors asking me to help them. Hey, will you help me build something similar? And the next thing I know, I'm just, here I am talking to (laughs) Okay. All right. And just for people that were listening there, I didn't, I never have worked at NewSpring, although that would be a privilege. I didn't actually get to get the new laptop from you, Chris, although that would have been, uh, that would have been great. (laughs) Nice. Now, um, you know, you and I were talking last week. Um, I, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot we could talk about. There's a lot we could jump into a part of what I appreciate you there, your focus on those transition points. I think Mm -hmm. you're really onto something there. I think particularly at those transition points, like you said, from first time staff to joining staff to like first time guests to, you know, people that are new to the church, you know, people that are just volunteering. I think that, I, I think you've hit on something super critical there for churches yep. to wrestle through. Um, and so I'm excited that you're helping out, you know, out helping churches um, on that. But you said, you said something last week that really grabbed my attention. You talked about, um, you know, Simon Sinek, he, he wrote a great book um, that really I would recommend uh, everyone that's listening really should, should read. It's a great book. Yeah. Uh, start with the why. Uh, but you said something about that book uh, or about him that was like, ooh, that's an interesting thought, kind of a leveraging off of his idea, yeah. uh, particularly for us as we're trying to build culture. And what was that? 
Yeah, so that's that's so good. So one of the things that I realized when people would come into ministry on day one, mm-hmm. most people are more focused on what to do and how they're supposed to do their job than why they're doing it in the mm-hmm. first place, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that we all want to be part of something greater. You know, there's right. something right. inside of us that longs for purpose and meaning. And so, as a follower of Christ, we're really called to 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 do more, to, to live within the spectrum and its ray with all mm-hmm. these passions that we have, right? So, mm-hmm. so during the season, when I was leading staff development, I would always share Share this Simon Sinek's golden circle of decision because he defines right this the leader's vision as the why, emphasizing that people don't buy into what you do or how you do it, but why you do it, right? right. So Simon makes this point that the why must be the central focus that will compel people to be part of what mm-hmm. you're doing and not the how and the what, right? Mm-hmm. So as a leader, if you want your vision to be the focus, you need to set up clear expectations for your team, right? right. So they know what their target looks like. So there's this constant fight to keep the vision central. Mm. And so one of the things that stood out to me is I would help people transition into ministry is that they were so focused on what was expected of them, right? Mm. So on day one, they were more interested, right, in their job and the details of their role required of them rather than why they were doing it in the first place, right? So to be effective in ministry, we have to be willing to change, right? And if your team members are zeroed in on the how and the what of their roles, they will struggle to embrace the challenges that inevitably will come. Right. You know, so, but if the vision is central, so your team will adapt as changes arise because they will be ready to sacrifice the how and the what for the why, right? Mm -hmm. Which will lead to a vibrant culture. So, you know, think about this. A great example of this in the business world is Blockbuster Video, right? (laughs) So, you know, they were so focused on their movie rental stores that when companies like Netflix started offering movies online, they didn't adapt to a changing consumer. And it became more about how they did business and what they offered that they lost sight of why they were doing it in the first place, Mm. right? And as the industry changed, they didn't. And as a result, they're no longer in business today, right? Right, right, right. So over time, as your team is saturated with your vision, Mm -hmm. you know, it produces ministry environments that inspire. Mm. And when people encounter this kind of culture, not only do they know why it exists, but they become wowed with how it's presented, right? right? So when new people... When they step foot in your church or your ministry Mm -hmm. and they experience the wow, they see something bigger than themselves and it leaves them expectant for more, right? So like wow moments create impact and this is the way Jesus led. He's always (laughs) leaving people amazed and filled with awe. So the goal of that time, the goal of talking about this Simon Sinek, you know, another great book is The Advantage by Patrick Licioni. That's Uh, another thing that, you know, ministry leaders can check out, but Mm -hmm. that really challenged me because because, you know, it was all about a shift, right? So as you master your vision, and in my role, you know, it allowed our team's focus to shift from what was expected of them to a place where they can be expectant for God to do what only He can do through mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. And so where there was once a desire to know what to do, there is now a willingness to do whatever it takes to see the vision right. alive right. in the culture, right? right? So your why becomes their wow. That's kind of what we were talking about the other day. Right. Does that help? Absolutely. You know, I just love to just uh, flesh that out a little bit more. Just today, literally about an hour ago, I was um, I was at one of our campuses. We're working on some facility stuff there, and I was driving back 
um, to my home office and there's a church in this town that the building has ended up um, it's was the, the church basically died right there was you know it dwindled 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 and the building ended up becoming now it's owned by the town and it's become like a parks and rec building and mm. just today I this maybe it's been there for a while but I never noticed it before just today I noticed that they took the cross off the front of the church mm. and all that's left is like the outline of the cross. Like, you know, when you take like a, you know, yeah. like, and there was something really sad about that. I was like, gosh, you know, here is a church that, you know, they sacrificed to make this thing happen. And, you know, they lost their their witness in their community. And I think this, why is it, how does that connect to, to what we're talking about today? I think uh, as church leaders, if we uh, can't stay focused on the why, and then ultimately, uh, you know, get to the wow. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll we'll end up there, right? We'll end up there as you know, as as church leaders. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. How does a church? So how do how do we create those kind of wow moments, as you talked about, that reinforce uh, the why in our organization? Yeah, I think for me, it just gets back to listen to Jesus and do what he says. You know, I mean, if you, I mean, I know that that sounds so cliche. Jesus mm -hmm. is the only answer. But mm -hmm. I mean, when you look like, for instance, in the book of Mark, the mm -hmm. gospel of Mark alone, there are 18 references to the word amazed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And every time it was actually right after someone spent time with Jesus. Right. right and right. so I think that even in Acts, you look at Acts 2, you know, and, and the, the people, they gathered together. They were, they were a Equipping each other, and it said that, that they were that they were amazed, like mm -hmm. what was happening. And you go through the book of Acts, and there's so many other references of this word "amazed." And so, I think that for us as ministry leaders, when we when we do get back to like, okay, Jesus, what do you want me to do? It's, mm -hmm. It goes back to vision. You know, vision alone can't get the job done. It takes a team of people to be you know round about this vision to make it a reality. And so, I think that. This is what we've done with Culture Bus, right? Mm -hmm. We've created six routes, right? Each route has lessons and test drives that help uh, a leader, you know, create a vehicle that transfers vision to your team. So one of the examples of our routes mm -hmm. is called Building Foundations, okay? And so what I've learned about Building Foundations is that you need a foundation that stands the test of time. Mm -hmm. Because if you are going to grow, then there's going to be change that happens. It inevitably comes. Mm -hmm. And so so like here's a great example think of the game of Jenga right I, I love this game my kids and I we play it yep. and, and um, I, I love watching my little kids they try to <laughs> try to pull them out <laughs> yeah and, but like think about that as it relates to your staff right, right. so like if if you don't have centralized processes and systems mm -hmm. then a lot of times your ministry is like Jenga you know people they're like a piece and they you pull them out if they move or they change mm -hmm. roles or they they leave the organization for whatever reason and they and at the, as that happens with their system and their process, the foundation starts to crumble. Right, but when right. you have, I mean, just centralized processes and evaluating tools that are centralized, you be able to create a foundation that stands the test of time. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's one of the routes that we help leaders do. You know, church management software, mm -hmm. you know, phone systems, um, email. How, what is the best process to follow up with people and, right. and standards? So, I think that it, it's it's not just listen to Jesus and do what he says, but I think it's <laughs> creating an environment that where excellence is involved. And the other day, I was talking to somebody, 
and they they were we were talking about excellence and it, I realized in my heart that I didn't I've never really come up with a definition of excellence right mm-hmm. so I came up with this de- definition mm-hmm. um, excellence destroys distractions for the sake of the vision excellence okay. let me chew on that excellence destroys distraction for the sake of the vision yeah that's cool yeah. So, so, so this is what I think happens. A lot mm-hmm. of times we walk into a culture, right? Mm-hmm. We walk into a church. You know, if you go to another church right down the road for the very mm-hmm. first time, you just walk into it, you are already a critical person in right. your heart. Because right. I mean, I'm not saying rich is critical, right, but right, we right. look for the distractions yeah. because yeah. that's just what we do. And so distractions, they destroy vision. And so excellence is nothing more than Jesus. He's the king of excellence, right? Mm. He was the king of the greatest transition ever, mm. right? So how do we take those transitions and make them excellent in everything we do? You know, if somebody walks into our church, maybe we don't, you know, we make that the most excellent environment that they ever experience. You right, know, right. if you have a one-on-one with your staff member, you make that environment so excellent that they walk away and they say, my gosh, this guy cares for me. Right, he values. Right use me. It's not just what he wants, you know, from me, but he wants something for me too. And so I think maybe just even a start is just figure out what excellence looks like and destroy the distraction, <laughs> right. right? Absolutely. Uh, this has been fantastic. There's a lot to, to chew here. Um, I'm hoping, what I hope actually is that out of today's kind of podcast, people want to reach out to you and connect, which will get all that contact information yeah, here in a bit, a bit. But is there anything else you'd like to, you know, kind of on this topic um, or on these topics, there's a lot we've talked about um, uh, for people before we jump into the lightning round? I think for me, I'm just super excited for what God's doing. I mean, I could not be more passionate about this. I've done a lot of things. And so, you know, I'm just excited to see what God's got in store. I got my hands open. I'm ready to give him, take whatever he's got. And it's going to be hard. It's not an easy road, but you know, I'm just excited to see the best days of the church are ahead of us. I mean, I mean, I believe it. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if you're a ministry that is having a hard time, there is hope for you. And so I think that that's probably, if I could say anything, man, just don't give up. Don't quit. You know, it's literally just keep focusing on Jesus and do what he says. And the best is yet to come. I mean, that's that's it. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into the lightning round, that part of the show where we, um, you know, we ask the same questions to people who who are on the show every week just to kind of wrap up, have a fun uh, conversation at the end. So today we've got Chris Rivers from Culture Bus uh, on the show. Super excited to have Chris with us. Um, so Chris, what's a kind of a helpful tech tool or online tool that you've been using these days that's been particularly helpful to you? Yes, well, I'm a I'm an iPhone junkie and oh, nice. tech toys and dude, I've got an app. Here's an app right here that I find very valuable. A lot of times I'm talking to somebody and I'm I'm like trying to, oh my gosh, they just said something that hits me. So there's a Squarespace note. I don't know if you've ever had that app. Yeah, that's great. You can basically write like, you know, you can write things down that, uh, you know, how does your, like I wrote this the other day, how does doubling your size affect your culture? Okay. Mm. And then you just, you just throw this bad boy up and it goes to your Evernote or it goes to your oh, main somewhere. It's just a quick, you know, hey, get that note out and let me get on to what I was doing. So Very that cool. app has saved me a lot of time because sometimes I like pull out the note and I'm like writing the note and then I got to hit email and put in my email. Too many steps. Too many steps. Cool. So that's Squarespace app? Squarespace notes. You can find it in iTunes. Nice. Very cool. All right. So what are some other ministries that you're following these days? You're like, you're particularly intrigued by what's happening in their their ministry. Man, I mean, 
gosh, you know, Kerry Newhoff is like mm-hmm. kicking tail and taking names. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching him. I'm kind of paying attention to some of the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of churches that I, you know, I, I'm more not necessarily looking at the church as a whole, but mm-hmm. like just ministry leaders, yep. like Dave Willis, for instance. Okay. This guy is one of the teaching pastors at Stevens Creek Community Church in Augusta, Georgia. This guy is like amazing. He says things, value bombs that just like, <laughs> boom, you know? right. like wow. right. it's been such a great encouragement. So a lot of times, I mean, like I'm direct messaging guys all the mm-hmm. time, just saying, dude, I love you, man. What in the world is God teaching you? And I try, you know, like that's really been more impact to me, but the Cove Church and mm-hmm. still North Carolina, Mike and George and mm-hmm. those guys down there, they're doing some amazing things. They've got this thing going on with this banana thing that is like, yeah, it's I crazy thing about it, but it's crazy in, in their culture. It works. You yeah, know? absolutely. And so those are just a couple guys cool. that just like stand out to me. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, influential book that you've read, say in the last, I don't know, six months or a year, you know, fairly recent that's had an impact on your thinking yeah i'm going to tell you this book right here oh uh, yes okay i mean this is just ed i might butcher his name ed catmull but i've really been studying a lot about brand and just mm-hmm. the story you know brand tells a story mm-hmm. and so how do you really capture that in your culture that's mm-hmm. something that's really been like i'm really brewing through a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. right now and challenging myself to create amazing uh, resources that show the brand and not always the word. You know, it's like right. getting it twitterable and memorable and making it right instead of like, what 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 do I do with brand? Man, that has been something, that book has really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Very cool. Creativity Inc., that's a great book. Fantastic. All right, just two more. Uh, so uh, influential leader that you'd love to spend some time with, anybody in the world, you could pick anybody in the world, you get 15 minutes with them, uh, who would you want to uh, spend that time with and why? Wow. So Shane Duffy at New Spring Church, nice. he is one of my all-time favorite people in the world. Nice. I mean, I don't care if I could go meet with with Peter and Paul. I'd want him to be there too. The guy nice. drops wisdom in his sleep, man. Yeah. So I love that guy. I mean, spend more time with him. Um, I would love to go out tomorrow and go hang out with Kerry Newhoff. I just right. want to get to know that guy and kind of learn what he does and mm-hmm. do whatever. Um, so those are two guys right there that I just, I mean, if I I could just meet with anybody right now i feel like i could just make just i just learned so much from those guys already so let's just keep doing it very cool all right last question so what do you do for fun when you're not helping churches with your six routes and uh, you know talking to everybody all over the world and you know all that so what do you do just for fun just to kick back and you know enjoy life a little bit i love my family i mean we're an adventure junkie family i mean i'm telling you every other other weekend i'm in the woods somewhere right. uh, you know we're big trail people you may see me on instagram you're going to see yep. some picture of some forest i'm in yep. um, but i do run a lot i'm a big runner i probably do like 35 miles a week that keeps nice, me nice. grounded you know yes. i got a lot of energy um, but those are just some of the, my favorites man very cool well chris i appreciate being on the show today if people want to get in touch with you uh, or with culture bus how can they do that yeah, I mean, culturebus.cc, uh, that is the best site to find us at. And man, we just would love to connect with you. Hello at culturebus.cc, shoot me an email. Mm-hmm. I promise you one of our team members will be in touch with you within three hours. How about that? Wow, that is a big promise. Everybody yep. just test them on that. Hello don't, at culturebus.cc. Don't send me an email at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, thanks so much, Chris. Really appreciate that. Hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, Rich, love you, man. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>